1: When it comes to prayer, we see a lot of success, but there are challenges when we pray, as we'll find out next. It's probably one of the hardest things that we as Christians can set out to do, and that is to pray. Why? Because that is where we meet the most opposition from our adversary, the devil, because he knows just how powerful it is. And we don't see it more clearly than here in Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. Prayer Problems, the title of our message today, taken from our series on how to talk back to God. The problems we encounter if we commit to pray, but the blessings and fruit will always outweigh the trials. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now.
2: There is a war that is going on all around us at all times. It never stops. It never stops. There is a battle for the hearts of men, there's a battle for territory from a spiritual standpoint. And that which is raging war in the natural in the spiritual it plays out in the natural, whether we realize it or not. Transitions and shiftings and different things and principalities and powers and the wicked rulers of the darkness of this age, a spiritual host of wickedness and, and, and heavenly places and, and these these forces are fighting against the kingdom of darkness, and in the middle of all of this is humanity and God and the devil are pushing and fighting and pulling and and ultimately God's purpose is going to be established but in the midst of it being established we're 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 in it we feel the ways and sways of it and and sometimes we don't truly understand it or in some cases even discern the depths of the battle that we're in but you can just feel the momentum shifting and going back and forth and things happen in our lives and we look up and unexpectedly this happens we see something happens in this country and something shifts over here and then something happens there and something happens on your job and something's moving and it seems like we're in the middle of all this stuff does anybody know what i'm talking about in this room and you're saying yourself what in the world is going on Why did that just person just attack me when I didn't even do anything to him? And we have to see this as saints. We have to see this is what's going on around us. We cannot be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. And that which is taking place in the spiritual from a battle standpoint, it manifests itself oftentimes in the natural. We have to be able to see this as we're navigating through this world. This is what made Jesus so dynamic. As he operated in, the, in, in, in this world. He understood the, the spiritual component. And so he could come into the streets of Jerusalem and see that it wasn't just the people. But he would go into a region and the first thing that he would do would begin. Would, he would begin to cast out demons. He would begin to heal the sick. He would confront bad doctrine. Teachings ideologies. He would confront these things because all this stuff was going on and it was affecting humanity. Jesus came on the scene. He could see it. Well, oftentimes we don't see it. We don't recognize it. We have to get back to a place where we realize that this is what's going on. And prayer is powerful because prayer in the midst of prayer, God begins to open up our eyes in the midst of prayer. God begins to advance us. The, and, and then you have to keep in mind that when you pray, the enemy knows what you're praying for too. So he wants to try to stop you and block you. He wants to try to hinder you because if, as God advances you, he's also advancing his kingdom. And so the enemy doesn't want you advancing. He doesn't want you to get better. He doesn't want your, your health to get better. He doesn't want your mind to get right. He doesn't want you to stop sinning. He doesn't want you to stop hanging around with the wrong people. He doesn't want all that. He wants to keep. But through prayer, we're we're able to advance. and, and, And as we're advancing as a people, we're bringing the kingdom of God with us. We're seeing people's lives changed. And so Daniel right here is in the midst of this. He's in the midst of a a situation that he may not even fully understand that there's a spiritual component and dynamic that's taking place here. But God has him right where he wants him. That he might display his kingdom and display his power. The enemy doesn't like it. What you're doing in the spirit will often result in. In backlash in the natural. Because of what you're doing in the spirit. It will often result in backlash in the natural. You hit the devil through prayer and advancing the kingdom. The the enemy is going to try to find a way to get you back. And so here Daniel is. He's in this situation. He is a, a man of God. God has given him favor. Given him insight. Given him authority and influence and now the king is thinking about giving him even more influence and the set traps and the governors and everyone they have to find a way to try to stop god's hand through this man now we all know that and we just read that and that is wonderful but there are character qualities that this man of god possessed that caused him in the, natural, in the natural to be above reproach. Now this is what I'm saying, saints. The character quality that he possesses causes him to be above reproach from just a natural standpoint. It says here, so that they had to find fault with him with his God. Look what it says here. Verse 1, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 set traps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one that the set traps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and set traps because somebody say because he says, because number one, an excellent spirit was in him. This is number one. Now, a lot of times we as a people of God want to advance. We want to see God do things in our lives. But the question is, do you have an excellent spirit? Do you have an excellent spirit? Do when, 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 and, and this word here, this Aramaic word, it means to have an outstanding spirit. It means to have a, faith, a, a, a special spirit. There's something unique and different. Now, obviously we all know That we have the Spirit of God. If you're saved, you love God, you have the Spirit of God operating in your life. But how many know that sometimes even though you have the Holy Spirit operating in your life, you don't let the Holy Spirit use your life the way that He should. And there's more talking than there is action. Look at your neighbor and say, well, you can have the Holy Spirit operating in your life, and, and the expression of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control. People don't see that enough. They see glimpses, but they don't see consistency. But this man of God, from a natural standpoint, because of the effect of God's spirit in his life, the Bible says he had an excellent spirit. He had an excellent spirit. And for all of us here, we want to be prayer warriors. We want to bombard heaven. But realize when you do that, there's going to be backlash. But, but how you respond in the natural is going to be helpful in seeing God's momentum to continue on in your life. You, you and I have to allow the excellence of God's spirit to consume us, to overtake us, so that when people try to find fault from us in the natural, they can't. When they try to find fault, that person's a, a mean as a snake. They go to church, though. That person is just, and, and people can find these faults. Now, I'm not saying that any of us in this room are going to be perfect, But we're being perfected. And there's an aspect of being perfected that God constantly wants to be able to bear witness to and record of as we're out there in the community getting favor with God and man. And his excellent spirit was powerful. His spirit, it says he had an outstanding spirit. You get around people, they just have an inviting spirit about them. And you can tell that, that the Holy Spirit is operating in their life. And no, they're not pushovers. And no, they're not, you know, like I said, perfect. But you sense that God is active in their life. And this is what the king saw in him and the other people saw in him. He had an excellent spirit. Do you and I have an excellent spirit? Do we yield to the excellence of God's spirit in our lives? Do we allow that to take root? So that when people want to bring accusation, they can't bring accusation concerning this character quality. They have to find it in some other area of your life in, 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 in relation to your uh, relationship with God. And this is what he had. Think about this, saints. We want to advance, but do we allow God to help us to cultivate an excellent spirit? Because your prayers are going to create Problems. Like this, it's going to attract warfare like this. But can they find something in you that is isn't excellent? And we all have to ask ourselves because we're good at saying that person don't like me. That person hate me on my job. Haterade, haterade, they just throwing haterade at me. They're just haters and we got all this stuff. We know how to say, you know this. But what we don't tell people was that we was on the job and we was cutting up. Don't make me pull this amen out of my pocket. You see? So what happens is we have to realize that they couldn't find that with him. We want to have an excellent spirit about us, an outstanding spirit. We want to allow, I'll say it again, the excellence of God's spirit to be clearly evident in our lives as we're going through our daily lives and we're living our lives in the midst of of such corruption and ungodliness all around us. Look what he says. Then this Daniel, verse 3, distinguished himself above the governors and set because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought. To sending him over the whole realm. That's influence. He says, so the governors and set traps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Now watch this. This is important because just like I said in the natural, the devil knows that if he gets more influence, it's going to impact his kingdom. I don't want the enemy... I I don't want Daniel going any further because if he goes up higher, it's going to impact what I'm trying to do in suppressing this regime and my influence here. And now he's moving higher. And this is what the devil does. He doesn't like saints going higher. Because he knows, like I said earlier, as you go higher, and as you advance in your life, if you get better in your life, it begins to push back his kingdom. And so you have to stop and see that that it's just not the set traps here and the governors that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the devil knows that if Daniel gets any higher, it's going to cause a problem for him. So now what does he do? He uses people in the natural to try to conjure up something to try to stop the momentum. That's why I don't worry about. Saints, listen, we have to stop getting mad at people all the time. When people start flipping out on you and they start going crazy, say, devil, I know what you're trying to do. You just don't like what God's doing in my life right now. You're trying to stop the momentum. This isn't about them. I'm not going to get in the flesh and start getting on them and, and, and acting crazy against them. No, that's not even about them. This is what you're trying to do, devil. You don't like what I'm doing we got to learn to embrace this and stop taking stuff so personal and getting in our flesh and allowing offense. Somebody say offense. And allowing offense to stop us. We start fighting a natural battle, then we lose sight of the fact that, that God is trying to do something, but our response has to be right. It says here, it says In verse 3, he says, And the king thought to set him over the whole realm, so the governors... Now look at verse 4. So the governors and set traps sat to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was, number two, what? Faithful. He is faithful. He has an excellent spirit in him. Number two, the Bible says that he was faithful. This word here is another Aramaic word in the Bible. And it, is, it means to be trustworthy. It means to be without negligence or corruption. Okay? Uh, and so for all of us, we have to see this. This was what Darryl, uh, uh, Daniel's character was all about. An excellent spirit. And not only did he have an excellent spirit, he was a faithful man. He was without neglect or corruption and he was trustworthy now as we stand on our jobs when we stand in the community as we stand with family members as we stand in this world do people have this character description concerning our lives do they can they really look at us and say that person is faithful man they could not stop the move of god they tried to hinder it but they they truly couldn't stop it because he was a faithful person And all of us here have to stop and ask ourselves, God, am I faithful? I don't want to just be faithful to you. I'm going to be faithful to you. But I want to be faithful with my responsibilities. I want to be faithful as a husband. If you place these kids in my life, you bless me with these children. I want to be faithful in raising them the way that I should. I want to be faithful to my wife. I want to be faithful on my job. I want to be faithful in the community. I want to be faithful in serving and giving my life to help other people. I want to be faithful. This is the characteristic that Daniel had. So when they came to find fault, they could not find fault because he was what? Faithful. He wasn't late all the time. Pastor, I'm trying to make some money. I'm trying to go to the next level. I'm trying to come Uh, up. In my life, I'm gotta get. I gotta get out of this apartment. I'm trying to buy me a five-bedroom house. I'm trying to do some things, Pastor. Well, praise God. Are you faithful? Y'all, uh, are you going to work on time? Uh, uh. Are you Are you leaving early? Uh, oh. So how are you gonna come up? How are you gonna come up? And what happens is, what happens is, we stop and we don't realize that. Not only is God watching, but people are watching. And they're trying to, the devil is already trying to block you. Don't give him any ammunition. Can I have an amen, y'all? They said he was faithful. He was faithful to do what he was supposed to do. They couldn't find any fault because the scripture clearly says he was faithful. He was faithful. He was faithful. Think about this, y'all. He was faithful. And all of us here, we want to advance the kingdom of God by being faithful. And then when the devil does try to attack us, when you're going to see this later on in this chapter, that we are justified by God because we are maintaining the right character positions so that God can elevate us. It says not only that, it says in verse 4, he says, But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him this is number three error it says here error and fault kind of go together here it says here this word it means error means failure to perform one's responsibilities everything that the king was asking him to do he did it Everything concerning a responsibility standpoint, he was there. He was faithful. He did what he was supposed to do. So when the devil through these men are trying to find something, they can't find it. Because he's consistent. He's faithful. An excellent spirit. He's handling his business right. And it's the same thing for us as we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have to find ourselves in this spot. Because through your prayers, there's going to be problems. Because the devil's listening to what you have to say. He's going to try to trip you up some way to stop you. But if, we, if we're in this spot, no weapon that is formed against us is going to prosper. We're going to have weapons that are going to form, but they're not going to prosper. Because we positioned ourselves the right way. He, he was without error and he was in this position where when it came to his responsibilities, he handled them. He handled them. Doesn't say that he was perfect, but he handled his business to such a degree that, that they couldn't, the devil didn't have anything to grab a hold of. We got to ask ourselves, man, am I, am, I, am, I, am I faithful? I've been praying and I'm believing God for this, that, and the other, but am I faithful? I know my boss sees me, but how come he's not promoting me? I'm trying to come out of this situation. How come it's not working out right? I know God is the God of advancement. He wants to bless me and prosper me. He wants to do great things in my life, but, but man, I got to admit, you know, it's it's not even the end of January, and I've already showed up to work late seven days. <laughs> I gotta admit, Pastor, I was stripping, you know. That 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 five minutes of sleep, you know, that five minutes of sleep. And we and, and we stop and we don't realize that those are things that the devil looks at and he says, hmm. I can stop him. Because their character, they're not, they're not letting God deal with their character. I could stop them. Because I'm gonna have this person report some stuff that they stole, I mean, borrowed <laughs> on the job. I could stop them. And what happens is we don't see this dynamic. You're not just here. For natural reasons. You're here to advance God's kingdom. God saved you. Not, he saved you for purpose. Can I have an amen, y'all? He loves you, but you're not just here. Just so you can blow up. He's trying to put. He's trying to use you as a chess piece. To move back darkness. And bring in his light. And in the midst of that, we get blessed in the process. God didn't take Joseph from the pit to Potiphar's house, to the prison, to the palace, just for himself? He was advancing him for the kingdom and to, to look back and grab his family members and bring them out of their bondage by positioning him. You don't know who you're going to bless by being where you need to be. Can I have an amen? Because you responded the way God is looking for you to respond. Look what happens here, saints. It says here. It says here in verse 5. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these men said, we shall not We shall not find any charge against it. And then he says, so these governors and set traps thronged before the king and said thus to him, O king, he says, Darius, live forever. We know the rest. He goes down and these things happen. But I want to jump down to verse 10 because this is key. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open, toward jerusalem he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed somebody say he prayed he prayed and gave thanks before his god as was his custom since early days then these men assembled and found daniel praying and making supplication before his god now i want to just stop here for a minute and minister on this this ultimately was the issue the devil didn't like this that was going on. Daniel had the character. He had the, the, uh, the characteristics. He, God was moving in his life. But also, we see that Daniel's custom was to pray. And as he's praying, he's connecting with God. He's developing his relationship with God. He's advancing the kingdom. He's getting all the wisdom that he needs. He's getting all the understanding that he needs. His spirit is being revived and awakened every day as he's praying before God. He's taking on the nature of the Lord from an internal standpoint. God is constantly constructing him and reconstructing him and building him up as he's he's praying every day. He's becoming a powerful force in the nation because he prays.
1: Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945-945.